Why, hello there. My name is Brad, and this is work advice for me. I think I say I'm excited every episode, and hopefully I sound excited, but I am super jacked about today. I have been wanting to talk to a flight attendant since we started this podcast. I think their job is so fascinating. I think I brought that up on our recap with B before, how excited I am and how I would always want to be a flight attendant. If I could go back in time, I would be a flight attendant because you get to travel the world on someone else's dime, and that's always fun. But this podcast, guys, I know you're excited because you may be listening to this on a flight right now, and our guest may be your flight attendant. That would be a power move. Tatiana Wallace, if you don't know her, she has a really good Instagram page. She's all about flight attendant stuff uh, and humor. She's a funny person. Really enjoyed our conversation. And I think you're going to enjoy it too. But before we get to what we're going to talk about, I want to remind you, follow Tatiana. You can see in the show notes her Instagram page. Follow Work Advice for Me. It's not that hard. Just click on there and follow us. Also, leave us a review. We love good reviews here at Work Advice for Me. And I'm going to read one. I know you like this part of the segment. I can read your review if you leave one. This is from Raj Tar Hill. So he must be from North Carolina. He said, Brad asked very thoughtful questions. You know, Raj Tar Hill, my wife has never said I asked thoughtful questions. She's always like, what are you talking about? Uh, he also tries to include humor as it fits the discussion. Great listen. I'm glad that the reviewers always comment about my humor. I try to be funny, but not too funny, but I want to be funny. You know, I, am a, I am a guy that loves joking around. If you know me, you know I love joking. So I try to find humor in everyday life, and I want to ask questions that you want to know the answers to. A lot of times I revert back to being that 14-year-old boy Asking the weird, creepy questions. But I do it because I know you want to hear the answer. But with that being said, Tatiana, this was such a great conversation. We talked about the weird people that hop up right when you land. We talked about what got her into flying as a flight attendant. We talked about the hierarchy of flight attendants. We also discussed if single men would want to be a flight attendant and if they could find women as other flight attendants. I have always said, even in the recap show, to be, I think that's the best place to find a lady if you're not going to go on a dating app. Uh, We also chatted about the recent story of the dude that, you know, pooped a lot and had some diarrhea on the plane. And uh, that was pretty fun chat. Got to be honest, this was a great conversation. She's going to be our official flight attendant of work advice for me. So that's pretty fun, right? We have a flight attendant who will now be boarding all our flights when we travel to cool places. And today on our journey to meet cool people who do fun things that I find interesting, we're flying up to uh, New Jersey. Yeah, close to Newark. So we're up to Jersey land to talk to Tatiana. She's our flight attendant now. So she's taking good care of the work advice family. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. So if you're sitting on a plane right now, Just sit back and relax. Tune out your flight attendant because you want to hear the real one, the work advice for me, flight attendant. And enjoy our conversation with Tatiana Wallace. Okay, so if you don't know, I've been really excited about this conversation because we get to talk to a flight attendant today. And thank you so much, Tatiana. It's Tatiana, right? Yeah. Tatiana, for... Coming on and chatting with us, we're going to ask a lot of uh, probably questions people want to ask, but they never ask them, hopefully. Uh, but thank you for, thank you for coming on and, and chatting with us. What was, uh, what was your childhood like? Um, well, my childhood was, I guess, different than most, probably. Um, my parents are actually both immigrants um, from Portugal, so I'm first generation here. Oh, wow. I was raised in uh, Jersey. Um, so primarily a lot of uh, what we spoke at home was a second language. Well, English was our second language, which where we learned in school. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So traveling and stuff like that was actually part of my life always. We would go every summer to Portugal 
and things like that. Uh, so, so you, you, you're you're a first generation in New Jersey. What's what was Jersey like for you growing up? Um, I was actually raised in Newark, New Jersey, which many times does not really get a good reputation. Uh, reputation. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, but it's actually a very small community called the Ironbound Section, which is actually when my husband first went there. Um, he's from North Carolina, he was kind of culture shocked because uh, most of the restaurants, stores, and everything actually only speak Portuguese. Now it's a little bit different, um, maybe 38 years later, but when I was raised there, when it was much all Portuguese people. So it was actually called Little Portugal. So it's very different than most cities in New Jersey. What, what do what what is the dish in Portugal like? What's a dish if if we were to eat together and you're like I'm going to prepare you a dish from Portugal? What what is that? Um, we have a Portuguese dish that's usually uh, in English it's called codfish, but in Portuguese it's called bacalhau. Um, they can make codfish literally in a whole over 150 ways. Oh wow! Really? You you said codfish? Yeah, okay. Yeah codfish yeah wow is that is that your favorite meal what, what's your go-to meal no actually i don't even eat fish so it's not my go-to meal oh gosh <laughs> most people would say that i'm unfortunate because i actually do not do fish at all or cheese but cheese is very popular um pork is very popular which i do love pork wait you don't eat cheese i do not eat cheese are you lactose no absolutely not <laughs> you just don't like cheese. Wow. My- yeah, well, I like melted cheese. I just don't eat solid cheeses. Eh, I'm with you. My wife won't. She doesn't even get cheese on a burger, and I, I, I like cheese on a burger. Oh, no, not me. Oh, you're God, just, so you're just like my that's wife. The one thing, yeah, I'll do it in, guess, like lasagna or pizza and stuff like that, but I don't, I wouldn't usually order a cheeseburger. I, I think cheese is good, but sometimes you can over-cheese. <laughs> I always think you can overcheese. We don't want to overcheese. So, so codfish is a good dish. But what? When did you get your love for flying? Um, it's kind of interesting. I went to school, art school, and um, when uh, they actually cut funds here in New Jersey for art and music and everything, I started to work as a customer service agent. Mm-hmm. at the airport and then I just I wanted to become after that I was like you know what I would really love to be a flight attendant so then um like maybe a year or two back my mother was actually like you know you always talked about wanting to do it as a kid when we would travel I'm surprised you didn't do it earlier so I guess I always had a love for it um or the idea of it but I guess I just never thought of it as a profession per se like in the long run mm-hmm. but uh Traveling has probably always been forever. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm I'm fascinated with the when do you fly the same? Are you a same router or does it change up? Do you ever fly international or is it domestic? What what does the schedule look like for a flight attendant? Well, this is probably one of the hardest things to usually explain to people, and most people still don't get it in my family. Um, but we do not ever usually have the same schedule unless you have enough seniority, which can take a long time. And when I mean a long time, it's not 10 years. It can be 25 years, actually, in order to really gain seniority in an airline industry. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I usually um, am able to uh, fly Lisbon, Portugal, um, because I am a speaker. So I usually do that um, if you Ooh. speak a certain language, sometimes you can do the same route. But normally, anybody is flying, you know, islands, domestic, international. It's all over the place. It's just kind of where your seniority lays. Is it is it a flight attendant's nightmare when they board the plane and the passengers are on there and then they say, we can't take off for another two hours? Um, well, this is, I guess it depends if, uh, I don't know if you're aware 
but flight attendants actually do not get paid for boarding. While certain <sighs> companies do pay, certain don't. Majority of the U.S. carriers do not pay. What? So, um, wait, wait. So, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. But if they board, if we board, say I come on your plane, right, and I have to sit yeah. there, because this happened to me recently where I sat on a plane for two hours waiting on it to take off. You're, you're, you're not on the clock yet. Is that right? Are you, <clears throat> is the aircraft door closed and you're on the tarmac? Or are you still connected to the jet bridge with the door open? I, 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 would, I would say it's closed. Okay. The door is closed. That's what the difference is. If okay, the door good. Is, um, if the door is closed and you're, like, on the tarmac, we're getting paid. Okay, but good. If we're delayed to, to, like, a mechanical and we're still attached to the jet bridge and the door is open and you're on the plane to stay for literally two hours, we are not getting paid. So you want that door closed. I mean, that's the Absolutely. key. So, so the, yeah. So when you ask if we're if we get upset about delays or this and that, it really just depends. Am I being paid at the moment or not? Because even overall, nobody likes to be delayed because it just can trickle effect on other flights we may be working after that. Mm-hmm. So a delay is never a great thing, but I do prefer to be getting paid when it's happening. Have you ever been on a flight with a Karen? Oh. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What <laughs> you mean working with one or actually? Well, yeah, let's talk about working with a Karen and dealing with a Karen because we like to have fun here. What is it like yeah. working with a flight attendant that's a Karen? Because oh my gosh, um, they're the worst. I'm telling you, they're the worst. Yeah, they're they're a whole other animal, Karens. Um, <laughs> uh, I think working with one is absolutely more worse than um, uh having one as a passenger because when you're working with one, you can be working with them for three days or for eight hours straight or something like that. And then at least if it's one as a passenger, I most likely won't be seeing them again. Take, take the work advice family. What, what is a, what's a Karen look like working? Like what's an example uh, without anyone knowing, like, you know, nobody's going to know who you're talking about, no names, but just what's an example of something a Karen would do on the back end that, that a normal passenger may not see that you have to deal with? Um, I guess we have these uh, positions on an aircraft when you work international, and they're called pursers. They're like the lead of a flight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, technically, they're working up front. So they're running the show up front. They're first class. They're, they are overall, I guess, like you said, like I was saying, the lead of the whole flight. But then mm-hmm. there's a person in the back called a galley person, which they kind of run the show in the back. So a Karen, usually on a flight that we would call a Karen, is someone that's literally trying to run the back and run the front. Ugh. Which you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to just kind of flow your forward galley, and we're supposed to have our galley in the back kind of run the show. So, so... They pick at everything. They try to just run everything. So, so I think I just learned something that I didn't know. If, if you are a senior flight attendant, you're going to mostly work first class. Is that right? No, actually. Oh, it's not it. Okay. It's not like no. by rankings. Okay. Well, the purser is. Uh, you have to be uh, senior enough in order to be able to train to that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of flight attendants that are um, – Senior that prefer to actually work in the back. Oh, with the common folk in the back. Yeah, the cattle, as we call it. The cattle. Okay. Do you get? <laughs> do you get tired? Okay. It, I would get tired every time I'm on a flight. I never pay attention to you guys because I know that I know the song and dance. Do you not get tired of doing the fasten the seatbelt this way? Look at both left and right, and no smoking. Like we all know that stuff, right? Is that well, not? A, I guess. I guess it doesn't, the only time it actually bothers me doing that certain thing is like when people are literally having a very obnoxious, loud conversation where it looks like you are totally not caring about me. But if you're just kind of just reading your, you know, listening to your music or doing your thing, which you're not supposed to be doing, you're supposed to technically be paying attention. But if you're really not being rude and disruptive, I don't really mind when people are doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I give the customary watch. Like, I might glance at you, but I feel like I've heard it so many times, 
It's just like I know I know what's going to happen. But I'm sure there's first-time flyers on every flight that's never seen that before. Oh, yeah. I had a lady, she was probably, I think she was like 90, and she's never flown on a flight. So she was very nervous. Um, and she was flying, actually, to her sister's funeral. She hadn't seen her sister in like 60 years. And it's so sad because the one time she finally got on that plane to go visit her sister, it was for her funeral. That's so terrible. you just don't really know why people are flying. It It's always a stressful for one, real quick, back to the Karens. I never understand why they freak out and get thrown off the plane. Because to me, I was going to say, it's so stressful to get onto the plane. You have to go through so much work just to get on the plane, through security, at the gate, sitting, waiting, getting on. It it just seems like so much that I wouldn't even want to get thrown off the plane. I would just be quiet the whole time. I think some people sometimes realize they already overreacted and they just go full force on it just to make a point and then half the time they're crying because they want to be put back on the plane or because they don't want to be taken off Mm -hmm. so they have like a full mental breakdown i think it's the worst i'm telling you i i i do not envy what you go through sometimes because i've seen passengers be total d-bags and (laughs) i'm always like i could never do your job but in one of our recap shows, I was talking with B about this, and I said if I had to go back to when I graduated high school, because instead I, I joined the military, instead I would, because when you're 18 years old, you're all about chicks, or you all, you know, you want to meet girls, right? I would have been a flight attendant. I feel like the odds would have increased in the flight attendant world late 90s. For me to meet girls. Oh, absolutely. Even now to this day, if you are a straight flight attendant, not saying we don't have any, but the majority are uh, males that are they're gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you were straight at this time, anyone would be smart to want to be in that type of industry if you want to have like dating options. And, and we're talking 26 years later, and you're still saying what I'm saying. What I should have, yeah, I mean, what do you think the percentages are of straight men in the flight attendant world? You, you've done it for years. What, what, was it like 10%, 20%? What are we looking at here? I, I'm. Just to ballpark I'm, it, just make up something. Let's just say I'm, on, I'm in the company almost 12 years, and I've probably worked with maybe a hand, two handfuls of straight. Oh, my gosh. That. And if, the majority of them actually are probably older in their 50s and 60s. Wow. I probably only worked with one or two that are actually younger in their 20s. That, is, is, it, is it hard to get in the flight attendant business today, or is it easier than it's ever been because they need workers? Well, there was like this whole study saying that it's actually harder to be a flight attendant than it is to get into Princeton. I don't really know how true that is. It was in an article, but... I know that they get hundreds of thousands of applications and in a year they probably only hire maybe 2,500. That's a thinking, I think. But, but again, that that's mind boggling to me because I've been on flights that's been held because they don't have people to work it. They'd be like, we we don't have the, we don't have enough crew to bring on. So we're going to have to wait an hour for a crew to to come in from another flight because they can't get somebody in to work it. That's crazy. Well, that's not kind of how it goes. It's not that they don't have anybody to work it, but flight attendants, if they needed flight attendants to come, mm-hmm. say you're on a flight. Certain flight attendants work multiple flights a day, so yours can be delayed because the other crew, that the crew that you're supposed to have, their first flight got delayed. Okay. And you can't just get other flight attendants to come in like that quick because flight attendants, depending on the company, can have two to three hours to get the airport they need a certain amount of time in order to get there hmm. it's within like com- it's flight attendant contracting uh-huh well we've learned in the last few minutes if you're a guy who likes ladies apply for flight attendant school yeah i mean that's Absolutely. that how long is school how long is school for flight attendants we do, is um depending on the airlines can be five to seven weeks mine was about seven weeks is it intense? Is it hard? Or is it, you can make it? Yeah. It's actually, you know, ours was like 
eight to 10 hours a day. And then it was six days a week. So it was a long time. And then um, you're doing uh, drills all the time. You're basically learning every emergency equipment. You're learning, um, you know, CPR and like just standard health emergency things that you can provide passengers with. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And I feel like you're, you're just cramming a lot of information. I feel, even though some people may say seven weeks is a long time, I feel like it's a lot of information being crammed into the brain. But I bet you learn the most by being thrown into the fire to get out there and do it, right? Oh, yeah. I've always been a hands-on learner anyway, but I always That's think me. that the best to learn anything is to be in the, the moment doing it. Do, I wonder, you know, they do they simulate Karens in flight attendant school? You think they do that today? I know yours was 12 years ago, but or, or how many years ago was your so flight attendant school? We have to go to annual training each year. Oh, do they do they simulate Karens? Uh, they simulate situations that may happen. Yeah. Like, uh, people that don't want to show their laptop, people that are screaming because they're not this. Yeah. So they kind of do real life scenarios. That would be my favorite day at flight attendant school is <laughs> to, to have someone come in to pretend to be a jerk and you have to manage the situation and, and stay calm. That, that would be fun just to see the acting. It would be, it would be the best. Well, I was going to say the acting maybe because that's, that happens so often at my job that I don't think it's that fun anymore. <laughs> well, I can, I can only imagine. Again, it goes back to that's the hardest part about your job because you have people in a confined space for two to three. If you're flying to Portugal, how many hours is that? Six, seven hours? It's about six going over and maybe seven or so coming back. So, I mean, you got these people that are already tense. They're in a tight area. You know, maybe their wife or husband's getting on their nerves and they take it out on you. Because you're, you're oh, yeah. easy pickings, right? You're just coming through. Um, how many flights do you fly on that are pretty much half empty? I have not, have not seen that in a long time. No, I haven't had like a half, half empty since COVID. Really? I, yeah, I haven't seen it. I flew on a small jet from Louisville back to uh, North Carolina, and it was, it was half full. But it was a late night flight, and it's out of Louisville, and it was one of them really small ones where it was basically one on each side, pretty much. So, yeah. you know, I think it also depends on destination. I'm a larger carrier, um, mm-hmm. so we don't really fly to smaller cities like Louisville. Those are smaller planes, so I wouldn't really know that demographic actually. But I know, like, usually going to Europe, um, it usually slows down in October and stuff because people are saving to fly during Thanksgiving or Christmas, but currently they're all still very full. Wow. I, I, I used are, to love these it. These are 200 and something passenger planes, 290, something like that, and they're pretty full. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, least favorite seat on the plane is probably, it's got to be the middle seat, right? I don't know. Funny, it's my brother loves the middle seat because he says the middle seat gets both armrests. Yeah, but, you, <laughs> but you're in between... It, Middle is okay if you're in between your family. Middle people is you know. not good sure. if I'm in between people I don't know. Because then no. you're, you're just in no man's land. You're just sitting there. No. It's, yeah, it's rough. Always get up for the window seat. I like, I like the aisle seat. I'm an aisle guy because I like to go to the bathroom a lot. So I don't have to cross anybody when I go to the bathroom. But, I'm a window kind of girl. I love look. I love landing and taking off. So that's my thing. It is it true that the pilots, um, when when it's in the sky, because I was I was talking to someone about this yesterday. I, I think it's like autopilot in the sky. The pilots do mostly landing and taking off, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a nice gig. Okay, so yeah, want, so they have a lot of buttons, but I'm. I'm not a pilot, so I can't 100%, but most pilots I talk to, they say that a lot of those buttons aren't touched, I guess, unless there's an actual emergency, emergency. Lots of buttons. Okay, so I got some, I got some questions that I really want to ask you that I've always wanted to ask uh, someone in the biz. Uh, first, <laughs> it goes back to the lady question, right? The men-lady uh-huh. question. Is there, is there a hierarchy for the single dudes that are listening right now? If they move into being flight attendants, do 
do they spend time with the flight attendants or do the flight attendants, the ladies, want to spend more time with the pilots? And then whoever the pilots aren't into, the other guy from the flight attendants get. You know what I'm saying? Is that how it works? Yeah. So um, it actually all depends. There's a lot of flights that pilots and flight attendants don't even stay together. So pilots can end up working with you, I don't know, to say North Carolina to Las Vegas, and then the flight attendants stay, and the pilots continue on to, like, L.A. So it's not always true that the pilots actually stay with the flight attendants. So if you're a uh, flight attendant, there's a better chance that you'll be with your crew members over being a pilot. Oh, okay. So it's not like in the movies where the flight attendants are like, that pilot's cute. And then the other guy's like, well, I really like you, but they're like, nah, I like that guy. It's not like that. Well, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean they... I'm not going to say most women would probably want to go towards the pilot due to the fact that they make more money than the flight attendant. But um, the pilot doesn't guarantee the pilot's going to overnight in the city that you stay in. You would have to get their number and stuff like that. I like your honesty in that answer. I really do. I'm, I appreciate you answering that dumb question for me. Um, well, I, it's not dumb. There's some flight attendants that purposely, I, as soon as I started my career as a flight attendant, I always said I would never date a pilot just because, like we said, that there's most pilots, not that there are not any gay ones, but they're mostly straight. So they're going, the females, the flight attendants are going towards that because most of the flight attendants are gay. I get that. Yeah. It only makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the pilots are in heaven because they got all yeah. these ladies that don't have any yep. men to, you got these single ladies right out of college or high school, yeah. their, their own flights well, and yeah. possibly the first time they've ever been on their own before and doing their own yeah. thing. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of free flight attendants. Um, is, is the mile high club a real thing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, it is? Oh, yeah, there's people that try to get away with it for sure. Oh, gosh. Have you <laughs> have you ever caught someone trying to get the membership into the Mile High Club? Yeah. yeah. Is that awkward? I've only, been at, I've only had it once, and I think it was to Las Vegas, if I recall. And um, I don't I'm, I don't want to say it wasn't awkward to me. I think maybe it was awkward to them. But, you know, I was just standing there, and the other flight attendant, like, I swear two of them went in there. And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, yeah, that's So she knocked, and then she came out. <laughs> oh, so you didn't actually get to walk in on them. You just. No, 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 walking on them. No, we're just. It uh, is locked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So so what 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 would be the way to distract the flight attendant to be in said club by getting your wife or husband into that, to me, I got to be honest, bathroom sex on an airplane seems horrible. It, it, it seems horrible. All disgusting. So unless you just want to say that you did it, <sighs> I don't really see the attraction to it to me. Yeah, it seems, I, it seems like a notch above uh, port john no, it's probably equal. Equal. So you are if not a member. Wait, you're you're not a member of the Mile High Club, right? No, I'm not. Okay, good. I'm. I was, no. but I I turned my card back in. I said I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a member, listeners. I'm not a member of the club. But it it is like so. You're saying it's almost equal. It's so tight in there, and it's not. I don't like. I don't like a bathroom on the. On the airplane. I just don't think it's cool. I, that's not a place where I find romance. Absolutely not. Because <sighs> if you think about it, the size is equal. Mm-hmm. And in a portageon, depending where you are, it's being a flight, uh, a flight can be used by 100 people minimum. If everybody went, some <sighs> people are throwing up in it. Some people are dropping it like it's hot. And some people, there's so much things going on in that bathroom. I can't imagine trying to do, like, sexy time over there. Like, it just doesn't seem appealing to me. They make it appealing in the movies. They do make it appealing in the movies. But not, you know, not in actual reality. It's like a a first class, like, probably a larger size bathroom. Mm -hmm. We do have, some aircraft do have larger size bathrooms. 
I, I just so know I can see maybe that one, but just like a regular plane, no. If you if you had the larger bathroom, you've got to use a kid to be the diversion to get you into the bathroom. You almost got to map out your plan, but then you're using your kid. So I mean, it's not always the best idea. Um, most people, I think, assume that they can accomplish what they need to accomplish if you do night flights. Oh, because people are sleeping, and and yeah. the flight attendants are probably. You can't sleep on the job, so you're awake, but you're probably, like, looking at your phone or something. Most just, like, read books or stuff like that. I bet you read a lot of books. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> I audiobook stuff. I had this conversation with um, Christine Lakin. She, she's from Step by Step, and she... She audio she's she's she reads audible books and that's part of her job and I ask her if she thinks listening to a book is the same as reading a book. What do you think? What what's your answer on that? Um I think I would I prefer to read a book over listening. Oh. Because uh I kind of like to just make the characters in my own mind and how they want to sound and stuff like that. And I guess when you have someone reading it to you it sounds like that person, I guess. That is, I that is good. More- that is good. She, my wife insists they don't count, but Christine Lakin said it does. So I'm going to go with her over my wife. I definitely, I think it counts. Don't get me wrong. But uh, um, I would just prefer, like I had one time where uh, uh, the cleaners of the airplane threw my book out and I had like maybe a couple chapters left. So I went on Amazon and it was free to get the audible. So I ended up, finishing it with an audible it's not like i don't do it but i just prefer not to do it i would be so mad if the cleaners threw my book out oh it happens so often it's so annoying do they just not care they're like oh it's a book we don't even we don't care let's throw it out yeah well i don't know technically i don't know if she threw it out or took it with her like if they see things on a plane they're supposed to claim them in for people to do awesome sounds so i don't know if she do but it was in the back of the plane by the galley like where we were supposed to be so I don't know if it's their fault or my fault, but I've learned to not put my book down anymore. <laughs> what's the What's the coolest thing ever left behind on one of your flights? Coolest Have you seen anything cool? Like somebody leave a, you know, a diamond ring or anything like that? You just find it and you're like, wow. No, nothing like a super valuable now. Mm. It's like not, people have left passports, which I think is super important. Wallets and jackets and things like that, but never like an actual like people have dropped earrings and stuff but i don't think it's nothing like a diamond have you ever had to go up to someone on a flight who's looking at inappropriate stuff on the flight yes i have oh my gosh that would be humiliating for the person (laughs) and you're like can you not do that there's kids around i think that's more awkward because at least like you know when people are trying to get it on in the air the bathroom Mm-hmm. It's, it's more exclusive. There's nobody really around. It's in the back of the plane, so it's usually just the bathrooms. But like when you're trying to tell somebody they're watching something that they shouldn't be watching, there's usually other passengers around. So now passengers are personally looking to see what they're watching. So it makes everything even more awkward. And that's natural because when I'm sitting on a plane, I'm looking at my phone on a movie or something, and I see people watch. I'm I'm always glancing up, wondering what they're watching. Like I'm looking yeah. at it. It's just natural. But if somebody's, are we, are we talking like R-rated movies or are we talking pornography? But now there's, there are movies now that are semi-border pornographic that they put on aircraft. I'm not saying like some people would consider them like, you know, they show body parts of people, mostly women, but they're actually on the entertainment, on, on planes. Yeah. I thought they edited, they used to, years ago they would, put edited versions on the plane, right? Where they would kind of edit some of that stuff out. They don't do that anymore, I bet. I haven't watched a movie on a plane for a minute, but like when I walk by people and I see what they're watching, I'm like, what in the... And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you should always keep my eyes out on stuff, making sure people are not watching porn. Well, yeah, that's... I, I don't even watch... I, I usually download everything I want to watch on my phone before I even board the plane. I never watch the plane movies. I'm always watching what I want to watch on my phone. That's my, that's my move. Huh. It's, it's so small. What, my phone? Yeah. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. And 
I've told this to my wife. I like watching movies on my phone. Even at home, I, I don't mind pulling my phone out to watch a movie because it keeps me from, if I'm using my phone, then I'm not distracted by searching anything on my phone during the movie. So I'm totally invested into the movie. Yeah, but don't you get text messages and stuff in between where it makes you kind of want to sidetrack? Well, yeah, I could put it on silent. But on the plane, I'm getting no text messages. But yeah. But when I'm at home, yes, I would probably put it on uh, Do Not Disturb or something and watch it. Yeah, but it just makes me feel like I'm there. Like I'm invested. You're, you're like right there. You got it in your ear. You're watching. Kind of like a podcast. Somebody probably listening feels like they're in a room with us right now, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that, maybe. That makes it, it definitely makes a point. It sure. does. Okay, so I got this question. What were your thoughts in the flight attendant world about the dude a couple months ago who like literally, I guess had explosive diarrhea and the whole plane had to be turned around. I would be so mad. I did not hear about that story. What? But that sounds horrific. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm pulling this up for you. Passenger filmed explosive diarrhea trail that caused a flight. I'm not going to name the airline. You can look at it online in route to Spain, and it had to U-turn back to Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, he, uh, it said, little bro headed aboard, but his plane had to go back to Atlanta an hour because someone crapped up and down the aisle. That, okay, so I was going to say, we've had people, like, blow up the bathroom, and mm-hmm. then we basically put it out of service but I've never had anybody, like, blow up the aisle. Can you imagine? That would that might be more humiliating than you coming over to me telling me to shut down my adult movie. Oh, my God. And it means, like, their pants must have been down. There's so many levels of that story that I need to understand. Yeah. It, <laughs> let me see. And, and, and then what if that guy's sitting in between you and he just gets back in his seat and you're, that's the one time you don't want middle seat, that you don't want aisle seat or window seat. Yeah. Uh, it said, uh, it, I'm looking at, it's a biohazard issue. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back, the pilot said. I, I can't even imagine. what That brings me to this. I do want to brag about something, and, and I hold this. You fly so much more than I do. I will grant you that. You have a lot more flying hours than me. But I have a 26-year streak of not having to go poop on an airplane. And I'm proud of that streak. <laughs> like, I never want to use that bathroom. I will prepare before. I'll be like, I'm not going on this bathroom. There's been moments where I've thought, I'm going to have to break down. But then I remember, I have years of not doing that. And I refuse. Yeah. So, as a flight attendant, do you prepare yourself or do you just go... Do you throw caution to the winds? Like, I'm just going to eat this burrito before work. I don't even care. How's that work? No, at, at least me. One, I'm not a huge person on using public restrooms in general. So that is definitely something I prepare. Because <sighs> you do not eat certain things that will mess up your stomach. There's nothing worse than being on an airplane and being a, working like eight hours and mm-hmm. then have like diarrhea or stomach pains or anything like that. Because you got nowhere to go, right? You're up there. And in yeah. my thought is, if you blow it up, everyone's going to smell it, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's there. You're that guy. You're that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I, there's a restaurant in our town. It's a really good restaurant. But the bathroom is, is a one-off right by the dining room. And I'm always thinking, if someone has to go in there while we're eating, we're all going to smell it. And you're all going to know that person. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. I like that you're like me and you prepare. Because I'm sure there's flight attendants who are like, you know what, I don't care, screw it. I'm eating this burrito at at Cadoba in the airport, and then I'm going to board the plane and enjoy it. Like Popeyes. I see so many people eating Popeyes before they get on a plane. I'm like, are y'all crazy? All that grease, your stomach's going to be ripped. Yeah, but honestly, some people... My husband has, like, a stomach of a rock. He never has any issues. 
Mm -hmm. I guess it really sort of depends on you should know what you can and cannot do. Yeah. It, uh, when I was chatting with Alexa West uh, a while back, you can listeners can go back to that podcast. She gives tips on traveler's gut. Because I asked her about traveler's gut because she travels the world all the time. That's her, as a, as a solo woman, she travels the world. And I asked her, is traveler's gut a real thing? Because for me, it definitely is. And for you, you travel a lot too. But, you know, I can go a place, and I'm sure most people are tuning us out at this point because we're talking about pooping, but hey, who cares? Uh, <laughs> it, you know, if I go to another place and I'm gone for a week, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work as well until I get home. So for you, you're traveling a lot, much like her. I like that you prepare. I think that's, I think that's smart. Well, I do. It's also told, um, I've heard that um, because of the, decompression and the compression of the airplane that's actually i know for children it is because um, i do have two children and when they travel they would always get constipated after a trip and I, whenever i would go to the doctor they would say it's because of the flying uh-huh. so sometimes i think people also i guess if you fly enough or you don't like I, you just kind of learn even more of your body once you do it long enough so flight attendants aren't constantly constipated then no 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 i think you know um I think for children, maybe it affects them maybe more, but at least it doesn't affect me. I can't really tell you every flight attendant, but I know for myself, I've learned my body and I know what things I probably wouldn't eat or what I do eat or what I do, maybe drink more water, certain things that just make sure that my body continues to be regulated. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so when you see the people bringing on Popeyes, you're immediately thinking what I just said, right? Like, oh my gosh. I like, yeah, it's going down. That, like, it's going down. We could be diverting this flight because someone is <laughs> crapping themselves up the aisle, which, <laughs> could you imagine the steam cleaner guy that has to come in later and he's like, I'm here to clean this up. And he's got to, like, go down the aisle with the steam cleaner. And then, and then the people are just ready to go to Spain. Because, I mean, it's got to be exciting. You're flying to Spain, right? You're like, oh, I can't wait. And you got to wait around because someone ate Popeye's. No, I'm pretty sure that plane has to go out of commission. Oh, my God. So now now yeah. they're probably stuck in Atlanta for a day waiting on a plane to yeah. take them yeah. to all because the guy had the squirts. I don't I mean, how rude. That's, of the, with everything. That's like if somebody, I got to this movie was bleeding and it actually got places, the plane would have to go throwing up. When people throw up, usually it has to be, yeah. So I've had that a lot of people threw up. There's adults, kids. It's like Medusa's everywhere. People have thrown up very a lot. Mm. I just think like, okay, let's imagine Tatiana. You have you you your stomach's really hurting, and you're not a you're not a flight attendant. You're just a normal person who's catching a flight. You're playing the game in your mind. If you're flying from Atlanta to Memphis, I can make this, right? Yeah. But Spain, <laughs> that seems. Crazy because you're crossing the pond to get there. Like it's not well, just Atlanta, the up that's and down. Gotta be a good eight hours. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? You're you're playing Russian roulette, and you're like, I think I can make this. I I would be looking at my wife. I think I can make this, and she's like, No, there's no way you're gonna make this. And you're trying, but <laughs> you're just like, I shouldn't have <laughs> eaten that spicy Thai food last night. That was Ooh. that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And, yeah, because you do make deals. You're like, I think I can make this. Memphis would be fine. I could probably make it from Atlanta to New York. Was that, like, two and a half hours, maybe? Not even, yeah. Not even? So, but... Probably, it's probably two hours max, 145. But going across the Atlantic, that's a deal you're never going to get. You're not going to win that game. If if you're having diarrhea pre-airplane boarding. Oh, it, yeah. It's just a no-go. No, but there's also sometimes, you know, like I actually bring Thai food very often. Um, I, I love Thai food. Thai food is like my favorite food. It's so funny you brought that up. And I I'll eat it Thai. going over the pond. No Re problem. Okay. I never have any What's your go-to Thai food? Bathroom. I don't even use the bathroom, no. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. But, like, I can do that. I know I can do that. But there's some people, airplane food is really not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm traveling with my kids and we're going international, Unless I know that they're not going to like it, I'll bring my own food for them or something like that. But they usually eat the airplane food. It's not bad. 
but mm-hmm. some people may not like it and then they don't have stomach problems but then they eat the food on the plane and then bam they got to use the bathroom they weren't expecting that is it is airplane food do they try to make it kind of bland so it doesn't hurt your stomach i don't think it's planned like i've had like uh teriyaki chicken on planes i've had like pepper jack steaks they have different flavor it's very flavorful hmm. that's interesting I, I i can't remember the last time i've had food on a flight but i usually it's not from like you know north carolina to vegas you're not getting food no yeah. they have food that you can purchase but they don't have like the free served meal speaking of purchase uh before we close i gotta talk about we we've got to talk about in my opinion, the worst airlines are Spirit and Frontier. Uh, and I'm glad you don't work for them because I would be insulting you right now. But, you know, I, I have flown from North Carolina to Seattle on a Frontier. And you, I should be awarded a medal for that, by the way, because it is the worst. You are tight. The seats have no padding. And I, I feel like... They need to start. I feel like they're going to charge for bathroom usage because they charge for everything on those flights. It is redonkulous. I've, uh, I've, um, I have not flown um, Frontier, but my husband has, and he said they were at least the crew, the, the, the cabin crew, they were very friendly. Oh, they, they are. Really they are about the, the seats, but um, I can't imagine that's you know his flight was maybe an hour and ten minutes. I can't imagine doing five hours plus on that. Well, well, it was it was a stop in Denver, but then you pick okay. it back up. So it's basically you do get a stop in Denver, and I've flown it to Vegas before. And my wife has said, "Listen, I know we save money, but I don't want to do this again." <laughs> like it's when you think about it, is it really worth it? <sighs> the cheapskate in me says yes. Like if I'm flying with a buddy, yes. But I want my wife to get, you know, if if people have listened to this. This podcast, they know my wife's a three and a half star or above hotel lady, and now she is a snob when it comes to flights. She doesn't want the cheap flights anymore. She wants padding on her back, which I get, you know. Yeah. And there's no there's well, no food. There's nothing on there. It, you really have to like come prepared. Hmm? Happy wife, happy life. Amen to that. And I try to I try to make her happy. But even if you bring a carry on, and and that's another thing that annoys me. It is the okay? We're gonna need you to check your carry-on in because it's not gonna fit because all these people get on and they don't care. <laughs> that annoys me. And another thing, that's, hmm? that's when you purchase tickets. There's different levels or different boarding levels mm-hmm. of how much you pay for your ticket per se. So if you're like a group eight nine, that means you were the cheapskate. That's me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call that the Brad <laughs> level. The Brad level. Let's call it the Brad level. Perfect. The Brad level, you guys did not pay to have your bag on board with you, so it will go in the belly because you were a cheapskate about it. (sighs) Basically, it is the Brad level. The Brad level is a cheapskate. Another thing, do you ever get sick of these people because they drive me crazy? The right when we land, they hop up and want to just get off. I'm like, okay, you know the rules. Like, it's, it, you got to wait. You can't sit there run and, and run people over. I don't, I wish they would open the back door and have two exits. I think that would be more efficient. They do have those on islands. Like, um, you know, if you go to, like, the Caribbean, a mm-hmm. lot of places do have two doors. They, they did that in Seattle. It, there, yeah. you, oh. you kind of get off in Seattle, off into, you don't, it, it's, it's on the runway. And then they bus you in to the terminal. You get off onto a huh. bus. Oh, is that Frontier? Uh, that wasn't Frontier. That was, um, oh my gosh, what's the airline that, that flies in the Midwest? It might have been Alaskan I was on at that Alaska? point. Yeah, it might have been. I think it was Alaskan Airline, uh, which, which it wasn't bad. But, but my point is these guys, they just hop up like they've never been around the ending of a flight before. <laughs> And you're like, homie. And, it, and then the other people that blow my mind, I guess since I'm on the Brad level, it shouldn't matter. But I like to wait and be almost the last one to get on the plane. Because what's the point? I'm just going to get on there and I'm going to sit and have to sit and have to look at each person come down the aisle and go, please, God, don't let that person sit beside me. 
it, you've done that, right? You've done that. Or you're like, oh my gosh, I hope that person doesn't sit beside yeah. me. And then, beforehand. yes, and of course, they sit right beside me. And then they're talkers. I don't want to talk. <laughs> they just want to talk. And you're sitting there and you're like, okay, are we done? Can we get there? That's why you don't do the eye contact. Oh, yeah, you can't make eye contact. But I remember being a single dude back in when I would fly from the military back and I'd be on a plane. I would wish the pretty girl would sit beside me. Oh, Never yeah. happened. <laughs> Never happened. Now, as a married man, it happens more often. Hmm? I'm like, I don't care now. Yeah, I don't care. I've got a wife that needs three and a half stars and anything but but frontier and spirit and allegiant. That's that's my standards now. And I'm like, I don't really care to talk to you. I'm good. I got I got the perfect wife at home that has very high standards and is very snobby yeah. when it comes to flights. She's really not. But yeah. But well, I gotta be honest, this was great. I enjoyed our conversation. Me too, me as well. I've always liked if you the outside looking in as well i always wonder what you guys are think and what everybody's always assuming of us i have learned a lot about the flight attendant world today and <laughs> you have a tiktok right i don't not no a, instagram 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 great so for all the listeners i will link your instagram so people can follow your cool um flight attendant instagram which i really enjoy looking at and uh, oh. yeah, thank you so much, Tatiana. I've, I am so enlightened today. I'm excited. Thank you so much for this conversation about poop, porn, and every other weird thing that happens in an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Tatiana as much as I did. What a fun conversation. I'm just thinking about what we were talking about. And if you are a member of the Mile High Club, you have to message the show. I feel like you have to let us know you're a member of the Mile High Club. That's something we can brag about. Tatiana and I are not members of the Mile High Club. But hey, if you are, you got to let our show know. That's pretty funny. Uh, If you enjoy this show, please like us on uh, Instagram. Follow us. Work advice from me. You can leave us a good review on iTunes and Spotify. I'm really laughing right now. I need to stop because we're closing the show. But uh, yeah, my name is Brad. This podcast is brought to you by Hope Guest. Yeah, I'm out of all sorts right now thinking about that conversation we had. Uh, yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Hope Guest. My name is Brad. I'm going to go laugh right now, so I'm going to hit stop. But uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>